All right, brainwaves fam, gather round. We've got news from the Sunshine State. And bizarrely, it's not about a man and an alligator duking it out in a retirement community. Today I'm talking about a Florida teacher under investigation for showing a Disney movie featuring a gay character. Probably about the most Florida thing short of that gator story, but here we are. So let's dive into this madness, shall we? The teacher, Jenna Barbie, claims she wasn't aware that Florida's so-called don't-say-gay law had been expanded to her grade level, which is fifth grade. That law, as mind-boggling as it is, initially applied to kindergarten through third grade and was recently expanded to cover all grades through high school. Here's the kicker. Barbie showed her class the 2022 Disney movie Strange World, which featured, drumroll please, a gay character. My oh my, can you believe it? A gay character in a Disney movie? How outrageous, right? Asterisk, eye roll, asterisk. The students' parents had apparently signed permission slips allowing their kids to watch PG-rated movies, but one parent, who's also on the old school board, filed a complaint. You'd think we were back in the 1950s with this nonsense. Jenna Barbie defended herself by saying there wasn't a protocol for clearing specific movies and that her students are already talking about these very topics on their own. It seems they're way more progressive than the grown-ups making the rules. She used the movie as part of a lesson on earth sciences and ecosystems, not to indoctrinate her students. Imagine if we cared about the environment as much as we did about a gay character, people. What a world it would be. This whole don't-say-gay law nonsense is about Republicans claiming to protect parents' rights, but let's be real. It's an attack on the LGBTQ plus community. Disney, whom the law is directly affecting, were among those who opposed the legislation, and they faced backlash by Florida Republicans for their stance. So basically, it's like a giant mess of bad choices and finger-pointing in the land of oranges and Mickey Mouse. The Florida Department of Education is now investigating the matter, but I'm left asking, don't we have bigger fish to fry? Like, oh, I don't know, climate change, gun control, or health care. But no, let's focus on a PG-rated Disney movie with a gay character instead. Brilliant use of resources, people. Anyhow, that's enough of my rant for today. It's time to dig into your questions, Brainwaves listeners. Remember, if you have a burning question you'd like me to tackle on the show, Head over to brainwavespod.com to submit and vote on your favorites. I'm here to help you navigate through life's wild twists and turns like the advice-giving pro I am. Let's do this. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, it's Melissa from San Francisco. So here's the deal. I'm currently working towards my PhD in a highly competitive field, and I can't shake this feeling of being an imposter. Like, I somehow managed to trick everyone into believing I belong here, but I'm just waiting for the moment when they realize they made a huge mistake. Deep down, I know I'm qualified, but the self-doubt is just so overwhelming, you know? I find myself constantly comparing my progress with others, and always worrying about what my professors or colleagues might think of me. 
I know I can't be the only one feeling this way, but it's just so hard to shake off. So, brainwaves, how can I combat imposter syndrome and move past this self-doubt in my academic setting? I need some straight talk. Hey, Melissa. First things first. You are definitely, absolutely, unequivocally not alone in feeling imposter syndrome. In fact, if there was an Olympics for feeling like a fraud, I bet we'd all be competing for the gold. So, let's have a candid little chat about it, shall we? The world of academia can sometimes feel like it's got more than its fair share of folks wearing their achievements and accomplishments like high-fashion accessories. It's a breeding ground for self-comparison and doubt, so you're caught in a classic case of if you can't beat them, join them, except you've joined them in feeling not quite good enough. Believe me, no matter how much it might seem like everyone else has their act together, they probably feel just as insecure as you do. Now let's talk solutions. The first step in combating imposter syndrome is acknowledging it. Give that voice in your head a name, Illumin Imposter is my all-time favorite, and call it out when it starts whispering doubts. This way, you are separating those pesky thoughts from your true self. Remember, just because it crossed your mind, that doesn't make it true. Next, start focusing on your own achievements instead of comparing yourself to others. Make a list of things you've done to get to this point in your academic journey. You've worked hard, and you deserve every bit of recognition you receive. Be your own hype woman. Another practical tip is to keep a success journal, where you jot down any compliments, positive feedback, or accomplishments. When self-doubt strikes again, use this journal as a source of proof of your abilities. Here's a little experiment for you. Try talking to your professors or peers about how they've dealt with imposter syndrome. Because let's face it, they've probably experienced it too. It's a great way to bond with your cohorts, increase camaraderie, and also get some insider tips on overcoming those feelings in your particular academic environment. Finally, practice some self-compassion. Honestly, it's way too easy to get so wrapped up in our perfectionism and expectations that we forget that we're all just people making our way in the world. Give yourself permission to make mistakes, to have doubts, and to grow from those experiences. And let me tell you, the more you're able to forgive yourself and let go of disappointments, real or imagined, the easier it becomes to own your success and feel like you truly belong. So, to wrap things up, Melissa, acknowledge the imposter within, celebrate your accomplishments, tap into your support network, and above all else, be kind to yourself. And remember, if anyone ever accuses you of being an imposter, just laugh it off and say, you betcha. Now let's talk about that groundbreaking research I just published. You've got this, PhD warrior. Hey, Brainwaves, I'm Ella from Austin, Texas. So my issue is that I have this crippling fear of rejection when it comes to putting myself out there, both in romantic pursuits and friendships. I find myself second-guessing every move I make, and I end up never trying because I'm worried about being rejected or looking foolish. It's really holding me back from forming meaningful connections and putting myself out there. How can I overcome this fear of rejection and build up my self-confidence? And what are some strategies for handling rejection if it does happen? Thanks, Brainwaves. Love the show. Ella, my dear, you are singing a tune that is oh so familiar to many out there. Fear of rejection is a bandwagon we've all jumped on at some point, And unfortunately, it often takes us on a one-way trip to missing outville. So grab a metaphorical pen, Ella because we're about to scribble all over that fear like a Banksy masterpiece. First and foremost, self-confidence needs a little nurturing, 
like a delicate cactus in the middle of Austin. Start with some self-love and appreciation. Remind yourself of your strengths, your achievements, and yes, even your fabulous quirks. Make a list if you must, and put it up on your wall. Practicing gratitude has a sneaky way of bolstering our self-worth, too, so don't hesitate to embrace those positive vibes. Now, I want you to take that warm and fuzzy feeling and use it as motivation to put yourself out there. How? Start small, my friend. Take the pressure off by seeking out social situations where the stakes are low, like a casual meetup, a group workout class, or an improv night. Laughter is the ultimate icebreaker, am I right? Focus on connecting with people on a genuine level without the burden of expectations. As you become more comfortable, you can slowly work your way up to scenarios where the potential for rejection may be higher, but your confidence will be too. Remind yourself that everyone, yes, even Beyonce, experiences rejection. The key is to view it as a learning experience and a chance for growth, not as a measure of your worth. Like a resilient succulent, you'll keep thriving even in the face of setbacks. And let's talk strategies, Ella. When rejection does rear its ugly head, acknowledge your feelings, but don't wallow in them. Instead, give yourself a moment to reflect, regroup, and then ask yourself, what can I learn from this experience? How can I use it to become a better, stronger version of myself? Also, remind yourself that rejection is just a part of life. Neither your love life nor your friendships can grow without the occasional pruning cut. Lastly, maintain a healthy support system. Reach out to friends and family who lift you up and help you maintain perspective during those not-so-great moments. As the esteemed philosopher Taylor Swift once said, Shake it off. Trust that the right relationships and opportunities will come your way, Ella. You've got this, and I hereby declare you on the path to rock star status self-confidence. Hey Brainwaves, I'm Tom from Charlotte. I recently deconverted and now identify as an atheist. The thing is, my family is very religious, like Sunday church, Wednesday Bible study, and grace at dinner religious. I still love and respect them, but I'm starting to feel the weight of pretending to share their beliefs. I don't want to ruin our relationship by coming clean about my atheism, but living a double life is exhausting. How do I navigate my newfound atheism without alienating my family and maybe, just maybe, gain their understanding? Looking forward to your straight talk. Thanks, man. Hey, Tom from Charlotte. Congrats on finding your true self and having the courage to deconvert because, let's face it, shedding those religious trappings can be like stepping out of a cocoon and going, Whoa, I've got wings now. But also, it's freaking cold out here. So kudos to you, man. Now this is a situation that many people face, and as much as it may cause a little turbulence, honesty is going to be your best bet. But my friend, this is an honesty that needs to be served with a heaping side of tact. Yes, you heard me, T-A-C-T. You want to make sure you're delicate, but straightforward. It's like trying to break up with someone without actually saying the words break up. Challenging but doable. First thing I'd recommend is finding a quiet time to sit down and talk with your family. Make it clear you still love and respect them. Be like, hey, remember that time mom made us all wear matching sweaters to the park and took awkward family photos? I'm in it for the long haul, but hear me out. I've got something to say. Explain that your journey has led you to embrace atheism and that it doesn't negate any of the love you have for them or the experiences you've shared together. Emphasize that you're still the same person they love and cherish, 
but with a shiny new worldview. Remember, Tom, you're not a completely different person. You're just evolving, like a beautiful Charmander into a fierce Charizard. Now, I won't sugarcoat it. Prepare for some pushback and possibly hot tears. That's okay. Change can be hard, especially when it comes to deeply rooted beliefs. But don't let their emotions pressure you into backpedaling or self-doubt. Even if they don't agree or initially understand, give them time to process it. The best response you can give is to remain compassionate, patient, and consistent. As time goes on, it might be worth finding common ground with your family. Like, hey, now that I'm no longer that religious, I'd love to volunteer at a homeless shelter on the weekends. Want to join me? For a lot of people, religion is about values, and redirecting their focus to the values you still share can help soften the blow. This way, you're reinforcing the idea that you haven't turned into an amoral atheist, hell-bent on destroying family dinners and puppy adoption centers. It's all about fostering understanding, Tom. Lastly, while maintaining a good relationship with your family is paramount, it's crucial to find a support group outside your family that shares your newfound beliefs. You might be surprised to find a large community of fellow atheists eager to welcome you with open arms and stimulating conversations. Remember, in the end, life's too short to live a double life, Tom. Stand by your beliefs, communicate, and, here's the most important part, keep loving your family unconditionally. They might not understand your atheism right now, but that bond of love can transcend just about anything. Good luck, my friend. That's a wrap for today's episode, folks. As always, I really appreciate all of your questions, your curiosity, and your willingness to trust me with your deepest concerns. You bring the juice, and I'll keep squeezing it into knowledge nuggets for everyone's consumption. Remember, you can submit and vote on questions at brainwavepod.com, where the juiciest questions rise to the top for my expert savagery. I hope the rest of your hump day is top-notch and that you found some value in today's candid conversations. Join me again tomorrow for another round of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. Keep your minds open, your hearts curious, and your senses of humor well-tuned. Chat with you all tomorrow, my beloved Brainiacs. Over and out.